Hi, how are you all doing today? I'm Amy. I'm going to give a reflection today. It's going to be kind of short because I am really tired. <laughs> um, things are not going too well over here. So um, in any event, yes. So, all right. Um, <laughs> Oh gosh. Um, sometimes how the lectionary texts edit things make me notice details I never noticed before. Um, I think I've said that like about 800 times, but it never stops being true. Um, before looking at the text this week, um, how it was edited or how it was, how it was set up, I never gave a thought to the unwitting disciple who commented on the impressiveness of the temple buildings. Look teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. I imagine this disciple as a young man from the country who'd never seen Jerusalem, and he finds the city's grandeur exceeds his wildest expectations. He tries to share his awe with his teacher, and Jesus responds by predicting the other destructions of the buildings that the disciple admires so much. Way to crush the poor man's wonder with the doom and gloom, Lord. The image that Jesus presents is bleak and terrifying every stone and every building thrown down, people trying to mislead the suffering and afraid, the nations of the world fighting one another, earthquakes, famines, and impending doom. And my favorite part, Jesus tells his disciples that when they see all this, they should not be alarmed. This is not like, unlike many other biblical texts, um, where in the face of horrible, of horrible things, people are told that they should not be afraid. Um, I basically think this is one of the most infuriating themes in scripture. Um, we can gloss over them some, if we you know, focus on those stories when, um, like the encounters with angels in connection with Jesus's birth. Sure, this vision of great and terrible heavenly hosts might be alarming, but they're bringing good tidings of great joy. So it's totally fine. God is showing up and everything's going to be all right. But there are also plenty of other examples in scripture where people are encouraged not to fear, even when they're very clearly in danger, and even when everything doesn't turn out fine. Um, I've heard it suggested that when people in the scriptures are told not to fear or worried or be alarmed, um, the concern here is not that people change how they feel when the world is crumbling. Um, but that they face the source of their fear without trying to hide, delay the inevitable, or seek security where there's none to be found. The alternative to fear, worry, and alarm is not a feeling of fearlessness nor feeling um, an assurance of safety. Um, it's accepting the circumstances beyond our control and preparing to live with what we're gonna find on the other side of the crisis, even though it might be different than what we knew before. Well, this line of thinking doesn't make sense of every um, be not afraid statement in scripture. I find it helpful to make sense of instances like this one in today's, like today's gospel, where people are told not to be alarmed when their world is turning upside down. I do not think that there is an implication that the disciples shouldn't be upset by the suffering that comes with the war, famine, and natural disaster that they're going to see. But I think Jesus also wants them to understand that no amount of outrage or resistance will prevent these events from taking place. I also don't hear Jesus saying that God is causing these things to take place, 
that they are preordained, that they, everything happens for a reason, or that these things are part of God's ineffable plan. I get the sense that all this is being presented more as a natural consequence of the path they're on. The world um, that, they live, that they were living in was like a simmering kettle and it was only a matter of time before it boiled over and people should be ready for that, for that to happen. Um, it is important to note though, um, that here and in many other descriptions of the coming time of trial, these upheavals are described as birth pangs. The suffering, ahead, the suffering ahead comes with a hope that on the other side of the unrest and destruction, something new would be born. In the short term, the destruction of the temple um, meant the end of the temple system, or sorry, um, that meant um, this lo a loss of much beauty um, and the sense of God, God's presence that people found, um, found within the temple. Um, but it also meant the end of unjust practices, like um, what like what Jesus was referring to in the story we read next week, last week about the widow, and the um, and the things that Jesus was showed opposition to when he visited the temple court. On the other side of the loss of the temple, both Christianity and rabbinic Judaism emerged. Um, offering ways to seek God's presence apart from this building that imperial powers could destroy, which is not to say the destruction of the temple was a good thing that God wanted it to happen or that it was inevitable. But sim I'm simply saying that in the face of this unthinkable destruction, there were new practices and new ways of being that did, emer did emerge and people found ways to carry on. In the bigger picture, um, in the teaching of Jesus and throughout scripture, the establishment of God's justice often comes with destruction of what is familiar and loss, especially loss by those who have a great deal in a current unjust age. Um, this is central to the prayer of Hannah that we read from 1 Samuel this, mor this, this morning, wow, this afternoon, <laughs> as well as um, the song of Mary, um, the mother of Jesus in Luke's gospel. Um, both of these prayers, both of these were prayers of women who saw the impending birth of their child as an action of God in history. For Hannah, who had been childless, the birth of her, of her child was an example of God's willingness to, to remove the unjust from positions, positions of power and lift up those who are poor and in need poor and in need. For Mary, her child represented God's remembering God's promises to her people. Mary is willing to speak of God in the present as one who lifts up the lowly and casts down the mighty. As they face the literal birth pangs of their own children, they also model the willingness to face the reality that there will be unrest and even destruction as God works to bring justice to the earth. When I was first planning this sermon, I decided to resist talking about the connection between COVID times and the upheaval that Jesus is talking about here. Surely it has all been said, cliche by this point. And besides, the school-age kids are almost vaccinated. Things are getting better, surely. Right, not back to normal, of course. You know, of course not. Just the fabled new normal, um, where we can just put on our masks and go about our lives. Um, and then I started to feel real tired 
And then August came home from school sick and spiked a fever. And um, I've spent the last couple of days, um, the adventure of taking August for a COVID test and um, caring for him when he was not feeling well, dealing him, dealing with him when he was feeling, when he was feeling better. And I wasn't feeling well. <laughs> then once we got his positive COVID test back, researching what one does when one's family member has a positive COVID test. Inform, I can keep going on. As you might be able to tell, I'm not reading anymore because this is where my, ser- where my actual written portion of my sermon ends. So I'm going to try to rein it in because I know you don't want to be here all night. Um, but I think that the, you know, a lot of what we're seeing, seeing here is Jesus, Jesus is talking in this, in this dialogue, Jesus is talking about how this is going to come, this is what's going to come and it's going to be pretty bad. And when you think it's going to be getting better, it's probably going to get worse. And there isn't going to be meaning in it necessarily. Um, all of the, all of the, um, you know, all of, we, we, we want to be able to kind of, um, either skip things to the resolution, skip to the resolution, get back to normal, or understand why after, at the end of this, we've grown so much, we're so much better off. And that's not how life is gonna be, even generally, when we go through difficult things. And that's hard. Um, But what we see in scriptures is this, in the scriptures is this hope that we are going somewhere good in all of this, all of these ups and downs that God's justice is unfolding in the world, that there is hope that the upheaval, the upheaval and the trials that the world sees is something new being born. And I want to be able to say um, when I'm tired and having trouble stringing together a sentence, and again, gonna wrap it up, <laughs> that there's that there's meaning in, in all of it. And there's not, but worrying and being alarmed isn't gonna help us to see, see our way to the other side of it. And so even when the don't worry is not the, oh, this is going good places, everything is going to be all right. Um, there's still value in trying to find the the peace and that acceptance of, okay, this is happening. What do we do now and what do we do next? Um, and it isn't as easy to do that when we can't say, well, everything's gonna be all right, um, but it's what we have. And I am um, kind of, grateful for having been looking at this the scripture this week because even though I am I fear I did not you know make a nice palette well I literally did not make a nice polished sermon I had a half sermon written read off of an iPhone (laughs) that um you know seeing this you know kind of this reminder that you know this is this is going to come and um there's going to be the other side and 
we're going to see the other side of it. And we're, once we see the, and as we see the other side of difficult times, we, we have the chance to, we have the chance to figure out, um, I don't know, I'm going to stop trying. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not sorry, but that's what I got. That's all I got. Um, and I am just gonna stop there and maybe you all can maybe rather than trying to wrap this up maybe we can all talk about what we're thinking about this and how we're all doing given the fact that um this has been um there's been a lot going on so um that's what I got and I want to hear how y'all are doing and pray for y'all because I know there's a lot out there so